welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio. Hello and welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio, and today we are here to discuss episode eight of season three of Six Feet Under, titled tears bones and desire today i am back with uh the most requested guest <laughs> the most emailed guest i've ever gotten the star of the show over me natalie Stop. willis i just wish you loved me as much as everybody else <laughs> can you say hi <laughs> buenas noches why are you making fun of me i'm learning espanol I'm fun of you. you just told everyone good night <laughs> <laughs> oh wait how do you oh hola <laughs> I'm still learning. All right, buenas noches, everyone. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> buenas noches. Uh, over the course of the, 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 the podcast, the most emails and everything I've gotten has been for Natalie. And if you don't remember, Natalie is my coworker. She lives down. We live in the same area. <laughs> she lives I down, live downtown. She lives downtown. I live uptown. <laughs> and so I am trying out a new thing where we are recording in the same place. I'm face-to-face, which is kind of weird, but I guess we'll get over it. I'm surprised you let downtown come into your house. You uptown folks are snooty. And we are doing Tears, Bones, and Desire. Uh, I Usually, this is the part where I'll let someone promote their podcast, but is there a specific Instagram page you want to promote? <laughs> uh, no. No. I mean, okay. you could be my friend on Instagram. That's uh-huh. at Nat Loves Duncan, D-U-N-K-I-N. That's after my dog, Duncan Donut. If you want to be flooded with pictures of Duncan Donut and food and and sick memes. Oh, yeah. Sick memes. Okay. Uh, and also, Natalie is a licensed funeral director, as am I, so... And I, I really hate when you um, do that because I'm a licensed funeral director and embalmer. Right, but... That I say that because in New, when I was working in New York, you're uh-huh. just a funeral director. There's I know, no, but it's being an embalmer is a big thing too, man. We had to go to school for that. We got to acknowledge it. You know but, how you know my feelings on that. Okay, but do you know any actual just embalmers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you just saying that? Yeah. You're on the and, podcast? and no, and no, no. <laughs> in Colorado, sometimes people are no, just. No, do you, I'm talking you. Do you know any directors that are just embalmers? Like, meaning, meaning, meaning they are only a licensed embalmer. Because uh, I know there's two licenses. I just, I've never met anyone who's like, oh, no, no, I'm only an embalmer. I know people who only embalm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I've never met anyone who's, they, uh, they, their only license is an embalming license. They don't have the funeral director license part of it. Okay, we, we've all heard Did your I, point. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> That's no, the, no, that's the only reason why you're here is so I can drill my my point that I'm right. All right, great. So, wait, it's no chits. Oh, God, okay. Uh, so, anything before we get into the episode, uh, Tears, Bones, and Desire? I mean, I'm sure you have a lot to say about I it. I have four pages of notes. Right. <laughs> um, um, so, if that's the ruffling you hear, that's Natalie's <laughs> literal, legit handwritten notes on. Yeah, I handwrote those things. Steno paper. Um, <laughs> I found it. I don't, it's on her public's receipt, too. Um, no, just that, you know, when you asked me to watch this episode, I remember it and I thought, man, he hates me because it's one of the top three worst episodes. Ever on the show, and quite frankly, possibly in America. <laughs> okay, it's not in America. Uh, I, I, we'll get into it. I think I was, like we talked a lot off mic. Uh, I think the paintball Ugh. whole thing is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen Six Feet Under do. 
Uh, all right, but we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, this episode aired April 20th, 2003, and was written by Nancy Oliver. And we start with the death capsule, death capsule, and <laughs> we see a few women singing uh, Caballo Sin Nombre. What's that? <laughs> that would be the horse with no name. <laughs> Why do you know that? Because I speak Espanol. I was going to go for Breaking Bad. But <laughs> oh, yeah, because you already lectured me about this one time. <laughs> I'm not that far yet in my Espanol. <laughs> and they're making uh, wooden mops. Do you know that this is a thing? Making hand- I, I've never seen that before. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and we see outside that daddy who is... The person who I knew I knew, <laughs> I knew I knew saying daddy in front of you was going to be no weird. no you're okay listen I've been practicing not saying daddy so weird in front of you this is going to be tough that's I also I was wondering why you asked me to do something where that there's a daddy I came across the word I can't and I just I knew as soon as I said duh I knew you were laughing <laughs> well can we call him Bill can we, <laughs> can we call him the D <laughs> okay let's just call him uh, daddy. Uh, Daddy is teaching uh, arithmetic. Uh, this whole scene where he's basically teaching his kids or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know if you have more to say about the idea that this is a polyg- polygamous. This is. I, I, I don't, don't know think- if it's polygamous. I don't know if that's just a title for a certain religion or if it's just a poly relationship. I don't know. Okay. I don't know the tech. I don't know if that's technical mm-hmm. to call them polygamous, but it's definitely a plural relationship. And I believe they just have, well, you can only be married to one person. So, right. <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, that this is, do you watch Sister Wives no. on TLC? Of course. And you, you know, know I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there is a chance. This is, this is Cody Brown's family, okay. you know? So if you know that show, you would know. I think they call, no, they don't call themselves polygamists. Do they? No, I think they I do. Think these are, this is, these are polygamists. I just don't know if that word goes for a certain religion. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It's You can say polygamist. I'm going to say plural relationship. Do you know what the definition of <laughs> polygamous is? <laughs> a plural relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Polygamy is the practice of marrying multiple spouses. Okay. When a man is married to more than one wife at a time, it is called polygamy. Okay. Oh, when a woman is married to more than one husband at a time, it's called polyandry. Ooh, you learn something new okay. every day. All right. And um, basically, as we see, uh, once he finishes up his class, tells everyone to dance, and we see him, I don't know, like something happened. They never say a cause of death, so he just, his heart gives out. I don't know. Okay. Oh, you do know what happened? No, I don't know what happened, okay. but I, you, you've missed a, a very well. I was important... kind of, I was kind of just introducing okay. it. To... I'm sorry. Like, I'm fired up about the opening okay, scene. Um, first of all, I, you know what? Everybody's entitled to their own practices. I'm not judging. But what I do judge is that there was a young lady that wanted education. She was thriving for to learn. And mm-hmm. they like shut her down. Mm-hmm. Let the woman learn. Don't repress her. Mm-hmm. Of course, she missed that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel you have more to say about this. No, I mean, no. I just, you know, I it's their relationship. I don't agree with their relationship, but it, they are allowed to practice it. And I would still love them just as much as I would love a relationship that I do agree with. Mm -hmm. I just, I have a problem with not being in school, but then people can say um, homeschooling is good too. Uh, I think I don't like the fact that the girl has to go to class and they were making her do housewife duties. Uh, but I mean, this is their cult. This is their thing, cult right? is I a guess strong a word. Well, he calls them organization and then she kind of laughed at it. Yeah. I, I like religion. organization. A cult. lifestyle. 
uh, it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. But you remember when this when this was made or the time frame? I don't know if um, you know cult wasn't as sensitive as a, I just don't think cult's a good word to use. So lifestyle, lifestyle, yes, yeah, their lifestyle. lifestyle. Uh huh. Uh, we have the episode on, so if there's moments when we're not talking, just watching the screen, <laughs> and we'll try to get better. But but the way that he, the way that Daddy passed away. <laughs> okay. okay that, oh, I swear, I'll do. I won't do it again. Okay. Um, you will. <laughs> I will. Um, is the way that I want to go. One hundred percent. Just sit down. Your nine kids. <laughs> okay, I'll be nine dogs, but just, <laughs> no. I mean, it was just so peaceful. He just right. sat down, and it was done. It wasn't trauma. It wasn't uh, sick for a long time. That to me is an ideal way of uh, of passing away. The line he says, because uh, I mean, say what you want about this lifestyle, but there is a lot of um, positive. If you take away from the fact that there's, I don't know, the line he had where it says, uh, every day we must dance if only in our minds. Mm -hmm. Why do we dance? Because we're happy to be alive. Mm -hmm. And then everyone, I think that's rather nice for, yes, it's okay. You could pick up the paper. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, 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 I just think how, and to a point too, and maybe this is, if you're, maybe we look at it as a little, because I mean, I don't want to say the women in the episode are brainwashed, but they seem to be rather happy. They're, they're a hell of a lot happier than almost everyone else in this episode. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's a cult. I mean... No, I, we could get off that. No, like, no, no. I'm just saying just... that's like what I what I picked up was that, first of all, they are there on their free will. It doesn't seem to me that um, he is uh, forcing them to be there. Right. And they seem very and happy. They, they actually, seem very alert. But they actually even say that. There's a point where they say... Uh-huh. That's fine. Uh, there's a point where they even say that we didn't propose to him. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't propose to us. Right. We chose him, mm-hmm. which I don't know how... I don't know if there's any issues where if, I mean, most people see a married or an attached man, and then there are certain women who will go after that man, but I don't know if there would be two other women behind them. I just don't know how, it doesn't seem like he's out on like match.com or he's, mm-hmm. I just don't know how these four women sure. come to him. You really need to watch Sister Wives, learn okay. a little bit more well, about that. We'll do that podcast after this. <laughs> That's our next episode. Mm-hmm. I they they um, at least from watching sisters sister wives they um, they meet internally like through different groups and so forth and then like um, the is husband, it like a saving act? Well, kind of? I with the sister wives and again I'm not trying to discuss that show on you are on you're, your show. You're promoting I'm sister just, wives because <laughs> you're going to be on it. It's next on season. TLC because oh yeah. Have you seen Cody Brown's hair? I don't think so. Again, I can't I've handle never that. Never seen sister wives and you know this. <laughs> I'll quit asking you. No, I would never. It's not my thing. I'm a I'm a one man. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this: um, they like they meet in groups, and then like the Cody says, "I like her," and then the wives say, "Yes, yeah, she'd be good," and then he does this whole, whole courting thing. So it's just opposite. They like him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. But they're all together, and mm-hmm. the big thing is that they're family. I mean, they they're at, they look to me like they're a loving family. He's got good wisdom, you know, good book of daddy, right. you know, wisdom and so forth. And he also has a job outside of the selling of the right. mops. And again, it's like I was saying is that they're, you know, for, <laughs> you could go into a much larger talk about it, but you know, the death in America, we make it as rather gloomy and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can see here, they're rather happy about it. I mean, they're a little wacky because they're, you know, the special mm-hmm. forces are going to come take sure. them, alien forces, but Otherwise, they seem rather, they're, they're definitely more happy than anyone in this episode. That's what I'm just trying to say. Yeah, like, no, you're absolutely who's right. Who's for us to say, like, for you know, sure, whatever. for sure. 
Uh, the way the episode starts out, because if you see here, as we're watching, it goes from Daddy, mm-hmm. and then it goes straight to Vanessa. Yeah. Mother. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> and we see that uh, Vanessa is still uh, grieving. And then we learn that it's been four months since her mother died, and she's still rather depressed. Uh, I love the line when Rico tells her that, you know, you're starting to act like one of the fishers. Sure. That was one of the best lines. Did you think of a particular place that one no. of us works? I will not mention that. <laughs> no. I thought of the same thing. It's well, I funny. Did that. It was funny, though. Vanessa, when she's, she's clearly depressed, right? And Rico is trying, because he, I mean, he's already tried to talk to her about it. And she kind of, I guess, as a way someone this depressed would mm-hmm. kind of just, oh, that's fine. We'll just do whatever. Uh, but when she says, uh, I'm normal, I'm normal. And when anyone says they're normal, yeah. I always feel like it's just the, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the normal. whole, no, exactly. I agree with you. Um, I think that the, cause he says we've been coming here every Sunday. It's not good for the kids. It's not good for everybody grieves in a different way. And you know, he's been through more jury school. He's sat through the classes that mm-hmm. where we, we discuss this. I mean, this is a big thing. And obviously I think he's recognizing the signs, do I think that maybe he should be doing a little bit more to help her? Yeah, but then you can only help people that are willing to be helped. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I agree with him. I think going to a cemetery every Sunday is just a tough thing to do for your emotional state. And you will never, ever, ever get over the death of somebody that you love. But you've got to learn how to yeah, you can't get ever back get, in you life. You can't get ever get over, but you also... You don't have to go. There's, yeah. Uh, I I think it's funny that Rico says this is not f- this is not good for the boys when he's literally treated the funeral home as a daycare yeah. for the boys. Yeah. And he'll bring them. And it's like who wants to watch my kids? And he, like there's episodes he's literally in the embalming room mm-hmm. with the kids, but it's like mm-hmm. we can't be here every Sunday. No, I mean cemeteries are a great thing. Uh, definitely as, as meaning like a place for you to go and visit and do and remember remember people. Right. Um, I just, I, I see red flags going up. Of course. She's of course. definitely, she's, she's dark in depression yeah, yeah. and grief right now. Uh, later when we see, uh, that the, the people come in to make arrangements, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> before we get to the, the funeral side of it, we find out, like, as we were talking before that, like, you know, daddy, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> I'm being so straight faced. I know, but when I say it, I'm calling another man daddy. Like, it's just weird. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, it's like I said before, I can't believe he has, you know, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you put, no, 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 it's okay. They, they, they heard it. You, you could put the cup on the floor this way every time you keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> This, this works out a lot more visual than it yes. does. Okay. Um, the fact that he has, I don't know, four. First of all, I wouldn't want four wives. While I understand like the whole, like on the one side of it, you'd be like, oh man, he has four different women, whatever. This guy has nine kids also. Mm-hmm. That's, and the way you just see them sprawling about this funeral home fucking wanting cheese left and right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I not what was with the cheese? I don't, uh, I guess because it's an old, I don't know, just because they're kind of making hand wooden mops. And I don't know, like cheese um pasteurized i don't i really don't know i just it makes sense it, it, it makes sense they're not like they don't want oreos all the time mm-hmm. cheese. i don't know i don't i, I, I gotta be so gassy okay yes. okay yes. <laughs> something i had in, yes. in there it's a very keen observation, <laughs> a very keen observation. <laughs> uh so so here i guess on the funeral director side of things they uh nate brings up embalming Oh God, my favorite Nate. Well, <laughs> world's greatest employee. Well, just something that we we kind of deal with. Who who's the next of kin? Is it the oldest wife? Yes, it seemed <clears throat> the impression that I got is she's the one that's actually married to him legally. 
I don't think any of them are legally married. Because remember, she's because I think that I mm-hmm. wish I wish I would have wrote down what her name was. But mm-hmm. let's say the oldest one, the one who talks to Ruth later in the mm-hmm. episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she. But doesn't she? Uh, doesn't she? Isn't she the one who says that we're not married in the paper sense? Because I don't think any of them are married to her. Oh, you know, she does say that. Good point. Well, I mean, but the legal Would you next just go to, to the le- the most because the it's because it's um it's burial. I I wouldn't be too concerned about right any issues coming up with legalities. But let's take it further, where one person has to let's make it because we're talking from the state of Florida and yeah. cremation side that the yeah. the next of kin yeah. has to sign that mm-hmm. authorizing cremation. Mm-hmm. If I pushed it further to. A, a person has to authorize a burial mm-hmm. and none of them are married mm-hmm. let's assume because i don't mm-hmm. you can't whatever uh it would have to go to his kids well you have to remember our florida statute that it's going to have a different and also what you learn in mortuary school the level of next to kin so in this sense um and and someone could disagree with me i i would say the chill first, I don't see any other family coming forward nor trying to be financially responsible right. other than the people that we see. Second is, um, you know, the, as far as the level next to Ken's, his children would be that they're underage. So therefore the mothers are going to speak for them. Right. So that w- I would be comfortable with that. Yeah. I They'd just, be I like, they're shit. underage. Uh, I, I probably would get a, just a little bit more clarification when it comes to, comes to cremation. Right. But, right. um, you know, if you look at our Florida statute, it will go to, you know, it starts obviously with spouse, children, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, brothers and sisters, and then like friends, yeah. not when friends like, um, healthcare surrogates and so forth. So well, yeah. I'm completely comfortable with them giving the direction. I would, I would double check cremation, but I'm completely <laughs> comfortable with, um, yeah. burial, but our boy, Nate, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. The other thing was that, uh, when she, uh, they, she says that let's call this the oldest wife that she, uh, they need to be around the body 24 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. And then, David, David, I just love that David says, well, you can't do that without legal permission. <laughs> She's like, well, then fucking get legal permission. <laughs> uh, but I'm jumping around here because I'm not sure where it is in my notes. But uh, did you notice that when she's sitting next to the, their refrigeration unit that there was a table and that's where they clearly eat? Yeah, it was that's, just in, weird. that's in my notes. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, and, and they, they've eaten there before oh, or whatever. Um, so nasty. It's just weird. And I, I don't... Because Natalie uh, also doesn't listen to the podcast. Yes, I do. You do? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Stop. No, it's there's an episode where I listened to the commentary and they said that they had a funeral funeral director. They have like their their on call funeral director. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call that when you go to someone expert? Yeah, and he says he would always. I just I would imagine that the guy would have been like there would never be a a snacking table a lunch table uh like four feet away from the ladies and gentlemen do we know a little thing called osha (laughs) okay i mean that's it's not allowed right it's completely against that right Uh there is is what gets you shut down uh not to mention it's disgusting right yeah that too um the way the fisher funeral home is set up because we're led to believe that when you first walk into the fisher home the there's a chapel to the left and then there's the stairs to go upstairs, and that's where everyone lives. Mm-hmm. These kids, uh, I'm jumping ahead, but when, when Ruth closes the door, and we just see there's kids literally upstairs in their house. Kind of that's I know that that they were supposed to be there, but you would kind of limit them. Like wouldn't off, like wouldn't the first thing be like off stairs is off limits? Yeah, like, I don't want a yeah. 
did did Kids. did I tell you know that I lived in a funeral home upstairs um, a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. And it was set up like the Fishers was. I had this amazing apartment. I have never lived so much better in my life. Mm-hmm. But downstairs, when you walk through the offices on the left, the main yeah, chapel, the all that. Home. When we would have visitations, and I wasn't working, and I'd come from the other location, go home. You know, it was. I had a, a door, obviously, because I would walk up the stairs. As I lived upstairs. I walked up the stairs and I locked my door. Yeah. Why the sir to keep people from coming yeah. in and just hanging out? It but just, it would sometimes I'd be sitting there and like one of my coworkers would just walk in. Yeah. I'm laying on my couch <laughs> and yeah. they were like, "Hey, can we borrow your microwave?" Yeah. Like, this is not this is my my home. What I am doing? To, I used to. And I'm gonna, I'm saying this because I mean I've it's been a long time since I worked there and it's probably one of the last such traditional Victorian whatever model homes. Mm-hmm. There was a place called Fry Vogels in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, not, not, I'm not trying to like say names on the podcast, but if you look at, like if you Google it and you go to the house, I lived on the top floor of it. Mm-hmm. It was when I was in school. Um, and it, you know what's crazy about it? We had like the, the, like the alarm bell mm-hmm. connected to the phone. Yeah. So that's when we were students. That's how we would get up and do house calls in the middle of the night. So when someone would fucking call, it was like, oh my God, everyone on alert. Because that, that bell would go off. Oh, that sounds so, awful. It was like a fire drill oh. every time the phone rang. And it would yeah. be like, what time is Mrs. Smith visitation? It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And everyone goes back to bed. <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, okay, so we went over the... Uh, okay, uh, the, the other part when daddy is actually being embalmed well let's go back just a step okay okay again i cringe about nate just interacting with the public period he would be actually i just (laughs) i i would say nate you know here's a paycheck that we're going to send you every week because your family owns this but please don't come to work super silent just please stay away when they asked what is embalming and he just blurts out you know the description of it what does he say he's like it's we're going to remove blood and um, replace it with formaldehyde that is not how you talk to a family right and my and this is my professional opinion what the number one question on your national boards and what they hammer to you in mortuary school is what is what is embalming do you know what it is do you know the answer I, if, if someone was asking me off the street and what would the national board answer, uh, preserving a human body, preserving and disinfecting, Wrong. preserving and disinfecting, <laughs> you Wrong. Know you say that like <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> just make sure check your levels when you're doing that. Cause you're probably blowing what? everyone's eardrums. <laughs> no, Victor, that is not what that preserving, no. but isn't embalming preserving and di- Victor, what's the first thing? What's the first thing that we do when we, when a deceased comes into our prep room and we are going to begin the embalming process. When did this R- podcast <laughs> turn into quiz Victor on what he knows? Disinfection, preservation and restoration. Right, right, right. I got two out of three. A plus I for swear. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's when I get asked a lot, you know, when I get permission for embalming, not a lot, but it comes up. What is what exactly is embalming? I do not start off with something like that. No, if no. they press me more, I mean, I give them technical, gentle explanations because you just to hear that it's not it's normal for us. It's not normal for families. Yeah, and I I, I would imagine some of that. I imagine first of all, that's not the answer David would have given. No, and I imagine some of that is just um, how do I say TV talk. 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh, definitely. It just, cr- I just cringe from that. Yeah, yeah. I, and then when she did say we want to be with him and David's response was no, you know, and she said, we'll get permission. You know, you definitely want to accommodate families that you're serving. I mean, they're, they've come to you. It's it, you, you're, you're, you want to serve them correctly. And you want to do everything you can for them, but there are levels and there are rules and there are laws that you have to follow. Yeah. And I, um, would not permit someone who hasn't been through an OSHA training or blood right. bloodborne pathogens in my prep room. When they had gone through that, I just thought the way because even and a, was, a release would need to be signed. And yeah, we would need well, to have I'm discussions. Saying, but I'm saying you know? even that is, I'm surprised that they were watching the embalming because yeah. I thought I, what I when I had heard that I, I had assumed he's going to embalm. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave it out in the room, mm-hmm. a room, mm-hmm. uh, let's say a, a chapel, a side viewing room. And that's where they're going to stay with him. That's not that they're going to sleep next to the refrigerator. Yeah. And, and, and you have to have a conversation with people you have, because they just, they don't, again, it's normal well, for us, yeah. not normal for them. You have to say, you know, this is not something that first of all, we're, we're not going to permit this. There's all kinds of hazards back there. You know, if there's formaldehyde hazards and if, if they yeah. insisted and I was able, I would have them in full PPE of course. Well, let's say this. If they have their own lunch table and everything in their prep room. I know. If they don't care about themselves, they probably I know. don't care now, about... No, I mean, we get requests for visitations overnight. No big deal. That's that's fine with right, me. Right. And I would be fine with doing the prep work, dressing, casketing, and then, you know, do the layout well, in the chapel. I just, I I'd just be perfect with that. that. And they would just... That's where they that's were That's what staying. I assume, too. Yeah. I just... I would... I, I'd, I'd put my foot down. Absolutely not. Uh, if we could... I'll let you pick. Do we want to start with the... Let's start with the Ruth and Arthur storyline. <laughs> uh, Ruth... Well, as we see in the prior episode, that they are starting to get more and more. Their relationship is evolving. Uh, Ruth brings some laundry into Arthur's room, comments on how his profile has the character of an emperor. Uh, what happens over the episode, I, I guess we'll talk, right? But um, when Ruth leaves, and because basically, do you know what the term chalked means? No. Was that a thing? Uh, no. When I was growing up, it was when you chalk someone. That's essentially what. Ruth did to Arthur, where they're just leaving, and all of a sudden she just kisses him, or whatever. Okay. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, just a random rushing kiss. Yeah. Okay. So not talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, the way when she's leaving and she goes, "Oh shit!" and everything's happening, and Arthur just goes, "Language." <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> I love him. He's a very good character on the show. When I first started watching, it was pre-Office, right? And I, I, you know, just thought he was a lunatic. But mm-hmm. it's it's so hard to see him mm-hmm. and not see him as Dwight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm looking at my notes here. Why why cheese is so prominent? Cows are sacred to them. Oh, got One it. One of them mentions that in the episode because okay. they even hear that she's preparing cheese okay. for, for Arthur. Okay. Uh, when she's preparing that cheese for Arthur later, you know, they're talking about that, okay, we're just going to be friends. We're going to be friends only. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to hug, hug it out, yeah. she kisses him again. Yeah. I just love when Ruth is like... <laughs> and then out she's like here here's your cheese uh, what is what is the line i have here oh help yourselves i'm clearly out of control <laughs> i feel like that's my future mm-hmm. that line help yourself i'm clearly out of control <laughs> i'm gonna start using that more often at work um yeah ruth needs a man well i mean let me say uh Part of this, and it's, she's been gone for two episodes now, is Bettina is gone. Mm-hmm. And Bettina was kind of letting Ruth venture out of, break out of her shell. And now mm-hmm. she's kind of, I don't want to say she's re, re, uh, re-came back. I, the word skipped my mind. I don't know. She just, she's finding someone who she's she's comfortable with. And it may not, I guess it is the other way around too. Because Arthur does have a thing for her, right? And don't you think he, she's kind of seen like her ex-husband through him too? 
I guess, but it's not like they do enough funeral stuff. I don't know. To me, they don't do enough uh, comparing the two. They had the yeah. handkerchief thing yeah. the, the yeah. episode prior or mm-hmm. two episodes prior, but uh, I, you see Nathaniel in Arthur? I see a young Nathaniel, do a you? young funeral director I feel like, no, li- living I, upstairs. I mean, I'm sure, I think Nathaniel was a lot cooler. Well, I, I bet you, no, I bet you like Nathaniel would, there's no way Nathaniel, let, there's no way. How old do you want to say Arthur is? Twenty five. Yeah, but he's just that young Yo, funeral was, director I, I, and looking guy, and he lives upstairs with her. Uh, Maybe that's what she's seeing. I, I have Nathaniel out like, I have Nathaniel out like the guess the you know, not that I was, I was gonna say the way I was, but I mean drinking until six a.m. and showing up for work at seven. Yeah. Arthur definitely gets eight hours of sleep with a glass of milk and. Like, yeah. Nathaniel would be allowed to eat lunch with us, and Arthur. <laughs> We we would eat lunch when he's done. Yes. Oh, the lunchroom too. Okay. Yeah. Nathaniel could recommend where we might want to go, right, and right. Arthur, we wouldn't even ask. All right. I feel like Nathaniel would buy lunch just to be like you know, just to be like one of to be cool, and yeah, and Arthur would give you your your eight dollars and thirty one cents um, of his share. Yes. Uh, when Ruth, uh, we see Eve is the oldest wife's name. Let's call her just the next of kin. Uh, she's polishing her silver mm-hmm. or whatever that is. Yeah. But their conversation is kind of what gives Ruth the push to kind of, you know, because as the episode ends, you know, she comes in and she's, I want to be with you, Arthur, whatever. Um, their conversation, Ruth and Eve... Do you have anything or are you just going to keep nodding? No, I'm no, I'm just listening to you because I'm agreeing with you. I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah. I liked her. I liked her viewpoint on it. It was very, it was very pro awesome. I don't even know mm-hmm. that, that's not a word, but it's just, uh, it opened Ruth's eyes and I'm glad that somebody like Eve was there to talk to her. I, no, I thought it was, I thought it was a great conversation. I have to imagine too, and we'll leave the final, the final scene at the end of the episode. I have to imagine that feels so great for Ruth to like, go through this puppy love at whatever age she's at where why are you smiling because i agree with you oh okay i just think it's probably she probably hasn't felt that in god knows how long Mm -hmm. and we've seen her date other guys Mm -hmm. but you could see here she's acting younger than arthur yeah yeah (laughs) she is yeah she is and she's like you know and she it's 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 adorable uh and i imagine too and wow now that i think about it this has to be arthur i feel like it's arthur's first crush first woman he's probably ever i don't maybe ever kiss like i don't <laughs> no i'm sure he has another one downstairs in the closet <laughs> in his <laughs> mother's outfit but yeah i'm pretty sure he does <laughs> uh if you have nothing else on the ruth arthur storyline we could move on to the paintball <laughs> oh the best scene the paintball <laughs> this paintball episode uh basically we saw last week that yes it was last week that uh, david dragged keith to a brunch where they played uh, guess the celebrity whatever and now we're flipping it and David's bringing Keith to paintball uh, the way David brings up that Keith the way he brings up to Keith that he invited friends and he didn't have a chance to ask him and then he's oh my god I did whatever uh, I, I can't remember where I was at uh, I don't know if it was a, a commentary or it's just someone I had spoken with on the podcast but the way David's speaking to Keith about the friends the friends coming uh you speak to people how you want, how you think they're going to react, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just feel like every little bit, David is just expecting Keith to blow up, to blow up. And then he's like, oh, so, hey, listen, I'm an asshole or whatever. Yeah. But the way Keith is like, nope, that's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> he has e- something in his back It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission right, right. is what David was doing right. there. But you could tell that Keith is going to do something. 
uh, the way... <laughs> this is hard to do. Because uh, I have here my notes the, the same way... Um, Never mind. It, no, say it. No, I can't. I can't. No, please say it. <laughs> no, it's just you speak to someone how you interpret it as <laughs> being like, you know, hey, or you could ask, hey, are you okay in two different ways? And it's like <laughs> you're mad or whatever, but it's the same way when you kind of ask me, like, <laughs> hey, best friend, best funeral director. And it's like, I know a favor is coming right after that. So oh, when I walk in the morning, I say, wow, you look great in that outfit. <laughs> yes. Have you changed your hair? You're yes. my best friend. Are you going to Publix? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you going to Starbucks? There, the idea of, let me ask you, do you have anything on the idea of why they go paintballing? Because when we watch these, these uh, when you watch this show in particular, there's hidden meaning behind everything. Why they go paintballing? Because Keith could have gone, they could have played softball, they could have played flag football, they could have played basketball. Aren't they a bunch of like military and cops and well, so it's forth? Well, ex-cops. Well, that makes sense why they're doing paintball. But I'm saying ex-cops could have also been playing flag football. Yeah. But the they, idea of like why... It's probably the trend at that time was paintball. Was it? Remember I how mean, popular it was in the early 2000s? Yeah. I just, I, I was kind of thinking that they're literally sh- like, it's how the most passive aggressive you can get about each other because i mean clearly they they like having fun but way different things david Mm -hmm. liked brunch and being with a bunch of other just as gay men Mm -hmm. being typical gay and i'm Mm -hmm. using air quotes there because they're you know guessing leading ladies and here keith is like now this is what i like to do we're gonna shoot at each other yeah like to me it's just like the most literal sense of like I don't like you, but I'm going to shoot at you, mm-hmm. like, whatever. I think that it was trendy, but also I just think it's a military, I don't know, law enforcement background, and they like to do paintball, right, I guess. Right, And what do we call the, the is this the paintball arena? I, I have no idea. <laughs> the I, paintball course? I would never go to a paintball You would never place. go paintballing? Yeah, um, there's no shot. No. No, I know. No way. No. Can you see me running around a field? I accidentally bump into you at work sometimes and it's you take the day off. <laughs> I have a bruise and I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to work anymore. No, I'm not going to a paintball place. Uh, I'm going to brunch. Yes. <laughs> You're going with David. Um, well, when they even out the teams and we see Sarge come. Yes. Your thoughts on Sarge before we end up, before what happens once. Just when we, when we first see Sarge, right? Everyone's yeah. like, wow. Meow. Is, yes, they say yes. meow. <laughs> yes. Everyone, <laughs> all the cats on the on the episode start going nuts. Um, yeah, Sarge. It was kind of a cool little like back, back pocket, um, whatever, to even out the teams and whatnot. Did you, because you thought this was the worst episode, was this because of... The, the people or this because I thought uh, the reason why I always hated this episode was this paintball thing it was cheesy I definitely dislike the paintball but I think it's the worst episode because of the paintball but also when we get into some other topics kind of what it does for me emotionally okay, and how it affects enough. my life uh, when I watched it two times and I was just kind of like oh god I hate this whole paintball thing it's so cheesy but when Keith starts putting on the eye black and it's actually pink and he means something but I was like Okay, this is supposed to be really bad and cheesy. Because mm-hmm. even the way they have the, the kind of war music and the mm-hmm. way they're shooting it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I guess I could forgive this a little bit more. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, we're going to venture off just a tad here. Uh, <laughs> what? All right, so, so let, let, let's let it be known on the podcast, right? We, we are platonic friends. 
very platonic. Very platonic. When Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the most platonic people right. in the universe. If there's a single man out there, message Natalie. If you're a single woman, message me. <laughs> we are not together. <laughs> when we go out in public, I'm always constantly yelling out uh, platonic. Uh, when Keith says to David, when they're choosing teams, and David's like, I think we need to talk about this. And Keith is like, don't you ever get tired of talking? Like, like done talking. <laughs> In the in the in the super uh, the super hypothetical fictional world, mm-hmm. would it be safe to say you're David and I'm Keith? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well. Do you think who do you think you are here? If, we're, if we were I'm to place, a, why why are you Keith? Totally lying. Oh, okay. Of course, I'm David. Right. I'm I'm beautiful. I'm smart. No, Keith is. I'm the best <laughs> funeral director in the world. You know, you're you're yeah, you're Keith. Keith is I'm hot. Keith, I'm not a funeral director. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> Keith is hot. Okay. I I just... And w- Keith gets revenge, and that is you. <laughs> oh, man. When I make you mad at work, I have to look over my shoulder for like 45 minutes to see what you're going to do to me. I just... When, when Keith said the line, you know... <laughs> Why do you always want to talk? Aren't you done talking? I was like, shit. Yeah. That's, that's us. I know. That's you know how many like. times a day you tell me to stop talking to you? I'm like, but I, I just said good morning. Buenos <laughs> dias. It's ironic that I bring you onto a podcast where the main goal is to talk. Um, that is irony. The whole paintballing thing is kind of funny because I just love... I love uh, Terry, and I forget the other the other gay guy friend that uh, Michael Michael uh, what's his name David brings along, but when they're they're kind of going through about it, and then it gets to a part where the two gay guys have their helmets off and they're like picking flowers, and they're just like <laughs> I don't forget they're talking about something, but they're just like so checked out, like yeah. I don't want to say out to lunch, but um, we want to go to brunch. <laughs> yes, yes, we want to go to brunch here and, and, and go to brunch. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, and we, we get the somewhat of the callback when uh, they, uh, David. God, I mess these names up all the time. When Keith goes to shoot them, and he shoots. I know he's Terry. I don't know what the blonde one's name is. No idea. But he shoots Terry, and he, you know, Gene shot Triple Horn shot, and he payback for uh, the episode prior. Uh, before before we leave the paintball arena to what happens later, anything else on the paintball? No. So, so you just I didn't like, like the, this I, at all? I like the blonde girl's hair. I thought it was amazing. Right. Yeah, and, I love that style. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> the inconsequential character we see for 10 seconds. Love her hair. <laughs> uh, so afterwards, we see that they kind of go back to Keith and David's place for... An after party, a nightcap of sorts, and we see David, uh, yes, no, God, fuck these names. Keith and Sarge are getting high, and they're drinking, and it's been a little too late for Sarge, so he says he's going to sleep over. David and Keith This was go- before Uber, obviously, <laughs> yes, and Lyft. Was, right. <laughs> yes, this show's so outdated, could be clearly with It's just Uber home, bro. <laughs> Uber home. <laughs> um... When, let me ask you, before it happened, I mean, I guess you watched the same way I watched that. You remember stuff, but you don't remember, exa- like when sorry, when when he, when that scene popped up, did you know it was going to end in a three-way? Like, you, you knew about it after, but I'm yeah. saying is like. Like when he went to the door in his underwear? Before that. Oh, I'm saying no. when they were just sitting there smoking. No, I thought, I, I, thought, no I thought Sarge and Keith were going to start hooking up. 
Yeah, but then that I thought. Yeah, but then it flashes to them in bed, and you're like, oh, maybe that's another episode or whatever. Oh. But then he obviously when he shows up, yeah, and whatever. Um, well, you know what I say. What do you say? <laughs> a threesome's always better than a twosome. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's, is it? <laughs> okay. No, nope, we're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> the morning after, um, Sarge is making breakfast and Keith seems cool with it and David's not. Without, <laughs> David. w- without getting into graphic detail, do you just, just the way it kind of plays out, did Keith have, I guess let me put it this two ways. Could we agree Keith had more fun? Yes. Do you think part of Keith agreeing to that is part of the payback. Yes. Right. That he kind of, he knew David wasn't going to be whatever. So we just, but yeah, we're going to roll with it. Um, (laughs) uh, Somewhat connecting here. uh, If you see that um, Keith is wearing a robe. And if you remember earlier that we haven't talked about yet, Brenda says, those robes are made for the size of people's egos. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just that is, Keith's ego, oh, right? Like a yeah, le- I, that's I, a good thing you caught. It only on. took me four times to watch, but <laughs> wow, that's very smart of you. Um, so this scene here, uh, let, let me get. I guess, I guess, before I end it here, their whole, I guess, the, their storyline for this episode before before I close it out, is it? Is that really it for you? Like it was just kind of face value. Uh, Keith got his revenge. Right. It's over. When Sarge says past the funnies, I imagine that's like a such a, a, a guy. That's like a, a dude thing to say, like a bro thing, right? Yeah. You know, Let me get the funnies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody calls it that. <laughs> I've never. I, it's the first time I heard it called that and it was like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of ruined sort of this off mic, but your Sarge in terms of. This is how I imagine you when you when you plan on moving into my place. Like you get up, like I imagine, like you shake the orange juice, like "Hey, we're out." I guess to set some backstory, Natalie wants my apartment, and yeah, yeah, I'm considering becoming roommates. Uh, I just and I told her when I watched this episode that she's Sarge, and she tells me to scoot over on my own table. And she, she elbows me in the face. And, um, I do not. Well, you would if, if... Yeah, I totally would. And, okay. So, glad I didn't ruin that off mic. That would have been a lot funnier. Uh, to Lisa, Brenda, and Nate. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I can tell. I'm I can ready. Tell. <laughs> uh, Nate and Lisa have probably been together for a year or so. I find it hard to believe that Lisa didn't know how their breakup went. No? Of course, Lisa knew how the right, breakup right. went. Come on. So, but I mean, she's asking. I guess what when Lisa's asking and she's trying to go in depth with Nate about the breakup. Why? Because she wants more information. But what does she plan to do with that information? Like, it just just so she has more knowledge on. No, it's it's her insecurity. This mm-hmm. is this is what hits me emotionally. This is exactly part. This is exactly what I went through with my ex husband. Mm-hmm. You know, you. There was some people in his life that they shouldn't have. I, I got, you know, what's the backstory on that? And you become, I just became insecure because you could tell. Lisa knows that Nate doesn't love her. Yes. We get that, clear. right? Lisa uh, loves Nate. Ne- hold on. Lisa loves this. being married and, and right. she wants his life. Well, Lisa, 
let me scale it back. You said Lisa doesn't love Nate. No, Nate, Nate doesn't love Lisa. And Lisa knows it. Lisa knows that she. I think. She, I think it's subconsciously she knows it. I yeah. don't think. I don't think if someone asked her, she'd be like, "No, he loves me." I think she's in a little bit of denial. Yes, of it. That's, that's why she's to starting say. to go yeah. to people. She's becoming very insecure, and mm-hmm. she wants to know what happened with Brenda, so that maybe she, she doesn't pick up, make, pick up and right. not and and not make the same mistakes in their relationship mm-hmm. and so forth. But I mean, what she's doing is internally torturing herself, which is so sad. It was right. so hard to watch her ask these questions, and Nate just blowed off like it's not a big deal, and not even pick up on the fact that Lisa's going through something right. Now. you're there's right. something happening and reassure her that you love her and it just he just was nonchalant about it and yeah. you i could feel her pain it was really hurtful uh even the way she describes a breakup and having been through breakups she it sounded really grotesque that just a i mean a grotesque in an emotional sense because she says like you know it's it's embarrassing your guts mm-hmm. are hanging out and while breakups are bad that sounds awful and that sounds like the way probably lisa the way she's saying it, because even Nate starts to like calm her down. That's how what Lisa went through probably when she went <laughs> broke yeah. up with Nate. Like you know, just the way she's describing it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the way Nate describes after she kind of keeps pestering him, the way Nate is just like, I don't know what happened. Like I'm still. Does he say I'm still trying to figure it out, or he's like I, I just. He says something where he's still figuring it out. Yeah. It, he just doesn't want to talk it, about it because he's hurt. still in love with Brenda. Right. And she knows. She knows. She's picking up on that. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. I wonder if she knows, though, like what really happened where she had orgies with other guys and was well she probably doesn't know that but that's why she's doing the stalking Mm -hmm. and that's why she's consulting friends and that's why that she's trying to she's trying to get as much information as she possibly can it's just so hard to watch because it's so hurtful yeah you know it's just it's it's difficult when uh later and the scene that we have on tv here lisa's with uh dana and (laughs) (laughs) they're going on a I, i love I love, first of all, the rationalization they're doing to get to the point to call Brenda. But when, when you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, Nate Nate could feel something. Lisa could feel something with Nate brewing under the surface. And Dana just goes, yeah, Todd's not deep. I love that about him. <laughs> I love that. Because they have, and a few episodes prior, they're supposed, they have like kind of this picture perfect relationship. And they have like all this dirty sex compared to Nate and Lisa who have no sex whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you just think like your partner's supposed to be so deep or your partner, you think each other are deep. And she's just like, no, he's not deep in the slightest. Like he's, he's pretty shallow. <laughs> That's what she goes, oh yeah, he feels that way about basketball. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, then when she draws the schedule, the appointment. Um, well, let's talk about how they were like, how she's going to go stalk Brenda. Obviously this is pre-Google. <laughs> right. Well, she says that because she says I've spent one hundred and fifty dollars on Todd's ex on the internet right. <laughs> to oh. find out. That's Facebook, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Google, Facebook, that's, that's Instagram, Instagram, Snap. Come on, fake accounts. I mean, this is who who hasn't cyber stalked somebody to find out more about them? Right. But it's funny how they just don't have that access. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but like when when you get digits. Is that cool to still to say when someone gives you their digits? You just said it, so okay. it's not cool. So it's not cool. <laughs> the first thing I'm doing is plugging that into Google and find right, out. Right. Uh, yeah. Did <laughs> I, I teach you that? You didn't teach me. Are you sure? On. First of all, I've been dating a lot longer. I'm older than you. I understand, but... I've been doing... No. Okay. I thought Bro, I thought As I soon I told as you. Google was invented, I started plugging in phone numbers. Like, so in 1995, you were sitting there with your phone numbers <laughs> At the age of 15, in. I was right. like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have it. We had AOL. 
Well, right. Yeah. Still the internet, but. <laughs> but that costs money. And if right. my father found out that I. You didn't have I, 100 hours free on the CD. Everybody had like 500 hours to get, you just go get a new CD. Right, right. That's that meme when you're, when you remember the meme with the four pictures when uh-huh. you're for your free subscription? Yeah. Okay, I'm done. What's the meme? The meme, it's four different, it's the same person, but dressed up in four oh, different oh, ways. Oh, right, 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 right. All right, that was funny to me. Memes work out really good on audio. It's, <laughs> it's probably the best avenue for that. Uh, when they're <laughs> scheduling the appointment, uh, her friend tells her to do a Carol. Did you Did you pick up, did you know who Carol was or no? No. Uh, Carol, she was the first few episodes. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, she's like this crazy, crazy, lo- egotistical lunatic who would always get what she wants because she just would fucking embarrass people to the point of doing it. And that's why she just, when she says do it, Carol is just like, just go over the top. Say, say you're going to sue them yeah, or whatever. And it's she just like, Oh, it. look at that. I have yeah. an appointment here with yeah. her, Brenda. Yeah. Uh, Lisa. So Lisa, we see her show up in Brenda's massage room, whatever. Um, so we know why she was asking about the, the, the stuff with Nate. Why, why do you think, why do you have Lisa, trying to get information out of why was lisa there with brenda do you think i think to 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 see her right see what she looks like because she needs to compare do you think she would have never seen brenda at this point i guess that's crazy to think in the age of right because i mean how would she have like they i was in california like spacey and like but she lived in seattle so even if it wasn't no she doesn't she doesn't know because obviously she's making an appointment to go see her i mean if brenda had met her before brenda would know but she number one thing that she's doing is going to compare herself to brenda right for sure right but i don't know how like well was she gonna she's gonna try to get some information out but well she's not a smart plan but what i'm saying do you think she was hoping to her to say, oh, I miss, I miss this guy Nate so much. Yes. Like, like, yeah. like, like they become comfortable and, and best gals, and, and start talking. she lets things slip. Right. That's probably her ultimate goal, but that's not what that's not. But happen. then when she brings up, you know, she's like, I'm happily married. I have a beautiful daughter. Was she trying to also kind of strong arm Brenda into being like, I'm better than you? Yes, yeah, so and maybe for Brenda to say, oh, I wish I had that. I just, you know, got I out of a bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. In in I guess two senses of the two senses of the word, Lisa was like not only was she like naked physically, she mm-hmm. was like all naked mentally. I guess yeah. with Brenda, like you know, like she was the whole idea where she just started. I forget what part Brenda touches on her body and she just starts crying. It's just it's her belly. Uh, well, I know I know that Brenda <laughs> says. In case you don't you know, know, you know anatomy, just, <laughs> you know it's if you the just, belly. If you just touch someone in the belly, they don't start crying. She says he touches. I think it's our yuhara or something. Whatever her, it was, the spiritual sense that her did she? Oh, she said. It, I think it's a, her. Is that chakra? No, I'm pretty sure it's yuhara. Yeah, let's be quiet and both Google it. Yuhara bleach. No, yuhara. She said when she when she starts massaging her stomach, she's like. Uh, a lot of people hold tension in their in their uhara, which is around the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uhuru, uhuru. Well, hopefully someone out there knows it. And yeah, it's it's like a spiritual sense, right? And sure. And she says like you kind of just hover over it and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I like kind of like I mean the same way that the 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 guy from the death capsule, the, I guess the leader of the people, Daddy has mm-hmm. smart. I don't want to say uh, insightful things. Uh, I like that Brenda said, you know, Lisa's like, 
you know, would you, do you regret it? And Brenda says, I wouldn't change a thing because if you change one thing, everything is changed. Some things are the way they should be. Isn't that a beautiful statement? I, 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 I guess. And it means so much more coming from Brent. See, it's funny. Like Lisa says that line. It's like, Lisa, you are <laughs> crazy. You're yeah. insane. She's not crazy. She's just, no, 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 I'm saying, no, no, I'm saying if Lisa says that line, mm-hmm. Lisa's kind of way out there Mm -hmm. you need to get a grip on Mm -hmm. reality Mm -hmm. brenda says it and it's like wow imagine having that much insight Mm -hmm. after having your life be that much quote unquote shit whatever yeah brenda's so brenda's insightful big time uh lisa just i just feel so bad for her as an actress i don't like i don't care for that actress um she she's in some pretty bad horror movies that i okay okay remember she's in um that stephen king movie with about the rose red or whatnot okay she's in um another uh scary she's i don't think that she's a great actress but i liked her in in this well i i i I thought when you said i don't care for the actress uh i think part of it's funny that as i going through the show where People were like, I hate Brenda, I hate Brenda, I hate Brenda. And then uh-huh. Lisa comes along and it's like, oh my God, I hate Lisa, I hate Lisa, I hate Lisa. Yeah. I think it's to the actor actor or actress's compliment that if you hate that person, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you can make that, you can make, you can create this fake persona and you hate it. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I feel indifferent about her. Yeah. I don't. She makes me so sad. <laughs> I think I might. Cry. I mean, she is just a sad character. It's just what she's going through is so yeah. awful. That I mean, there poor, was there was an episode. Woman. I think one of her saddest moments is I think it's two episodes prior where they're driving home and she's just talking with Nate about you know she's like they they had like quote unquote great sex and they're they're she's reminiscing about the times they had sex and. She yeah. doesn't even realize what she's saying, but the best times they had sex is when yeah. Nate got stood up by other women. I know. And it's Isn't like, horrible? oh my God, That's you heartbreaking. poor woman. That's so sad. Oh, yeah. this is just so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. Uh, now, I was kind of thrown for a loop because I, I guess, I don't know, Lisa's happy that Brenda feels like that. I don't know. I would walk away. If I'm going in there trying to get information and hoping... Brenda is in a worse place. I would walk out of there saying, wow, that woman, <laughs> obviously not knowing what you know about her, Brenda has it together. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a certain beauty to ha- like being like, I fucked up in life, but I'm okay knowing I have fucked up in life. When they're in front of the mirror at the end of the episode and, <laughs> you know, uh, Lisa goes to Brenda, uh, Nate, you're lucky I love you. Yeah. And even Nate's face. I, I love, I, I think one of the best things on the show is, the way Nate reacts with his face. He doesn't mm-hmm. move anything, just the way his, mm-hmm. whatever, his emotions on his face. Um, why does Lisa say that lied? I just found out, I was like, that's... <sighs> I thought that she said it like, you're lucky I love you and I'm not leaving you. I mean, right? Is You don't, you don't agree with me? I, I, I mean, but up to this point, it's all, it's, it's constantly been, uh, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we here? If anyone's saying that, it should be Nate. I think in that in that in that realm, if you're gonna take it that way, if anyone says that, it's Nate. Because mm-hmm. even Nate says it, that actually starts a fight in a prior episode. Because Nate's yeah. like, you know, I'm here because I want to do this. And she's like, yeah. what do you mean you want to do this? Yeah. You shouldn't want to do anything. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think I I don't know if she compared herself to Brenda. And she's like, you're lucky I'm not Brenda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it's a weird line, and even the way Nate reacts to well, it. Well, I think when Brenda said what she said at the end, that it gave Lisa a sense that Brenda's not looking for this or hung up on this, and maybe she's not going to come back, and it's right. kind of over. I don't, the whole uh, you're lucky I love you. I hear what you're saying. I maybe she's just saying that. I don't know. Maybe she's just. Maybe it's her ego. 
yeah. saying you're lucky that I love you. Right. Or like you're lucky. You're lucky that I love you. I don't know. And, and it's funny too, because Nate's not lucky. <laughs> he loves her. Like it's not yeah. like he's, I think he'd kind of be better off. He'd be better off with Maya. At the, that, that's the point too in the episode. Um, if you realize every episode that anytime they start talking about how much they love each other, Nate, all his love is directed at his daughter. It's yeah. never about Lisa. Because he doesn't love Lisa. Right. But I'm saying even when her and the friend were talking and, you know, she goes like, oh, I just feel like one day he's going to leave Brenda and take Maya with her. And she doesn't even say, no, Nate loves you. He goes, Nate loves Maya. He would never do that. Yes. <laughs> like it's, yes. it's yes. always about her. Yeah. It's, it's, she get, it's yeah. such a, uh, this scene I didn't have written down, but was this creepy. was weird. Uh, yeah. This is the scene we have on where uh, the youngest girl, let's, let's make her 14 years old. Ugh. I'm so bad with ages and younger kids. Look at that. I love that. There's just, there's just two kids just waddling around the background. We have those chairs. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, this is and an uncomfortable scene. Years old, by the this way. is like this is like a 13, 13, 14 year old, and she's hitting on a grown man, and it's just uncomfortable. Do you think she's marking her territory with this broom? Because it's kind of like they talk about she's whatever. And I mean, she's making it a point to know that, let him know that she's available. Yeah. And it's fucking weird. And it's Nate gross. even receives it as weird. Yeah. But he gives her this hand mop um, with his name on it. I don't know. Just did you think it was marking his territory or? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's so weird. I would be like, yo, where's your parents? Yo, next room. Yo, don't hands up, me. Hands up. I am not aroused. There's nothing going on here. I, I, I need a parent and another adult in this room. That's unco- I don't like watching. That's disgusting. I just, it, but it, but why is she, is she being groomed to be like this seductive at well, this you young age? It, Let she, her be a kid. She just think, wants to go to school. If you think about it, she just lost her daddy. Right. And thanks for saying it like okay. that. We can move to uh, <laughs> Olivier, Russell, and Claire. Um, and it, it's kind of teased in their first scene that Olivier sees how much Claire and Russell has been having sex. Because, you know, where's the passion? Where's the passion? And Claire's like, we have passion. We're fine. Uh, when they show up to Olivier's house, I love that Olivier calls Russell. It's like, oh, you brought your shadow. Yeah, that was <laughs> really funny. When I would quit my job, if Olivier was my boss. I'd say, I, I'm, I'm not working for you. No way. Uh, let me start here. I mean, I don't, uh, I guess out on how much you remember, do you think something happened between Olivier and Russell? Yes. Right. Okay. So it's that obvious. Yeah. I just, I, I wish this is something I could have gone back in 2003 to watch this because it's pretty clear what happened, mm-hmm. that something happened, but Six Feet Under always takes the typical, the typical uh, uh, scenario and kind of tweaks it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I mean, even with the massage scene, you just think that they're going to, Oh my God, you're whatever. And, and it's just, it's totally everything mm-hmm. under the table. Um, yeah. I mean, he acts rather weird the entire time after whatever. Right. Um, the way even Olivier forces his food into Russell, I was like, Oh shit. He's yeah. And Olivier's never that we've yet to see him that happy, but he's like, Oh, Hey, you guys are here. Okay. And he's like, here, try it. And he fucking forces his... I know. That's kind of... That, that's like sexual subtlety? I don't know. Uh, it's domination. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> there, yes. I read about Olivia, it. Yeah, you read about it. Uh-huh. 
No, it's gross. First of all, I'd be like, please do not put something. Ew, I would where never, have your hands been? never. Yeah, no, no. Oh. If you ever are like, here, do you want to try some cheese? And you force it in my mouth. Our friendship is over. Oh, never. Oh, never. <laughs> that is a warning. <laughs> uh, and then we learned that if Claire would have to bring Russell to uh, Azusa, um, all they would have done is bang. Um, <laughs> when Claire, basically what we find out is Claire goes to this uh, Carmen's place in Azusa that drinking day drinking tequila. are they day drinking right okay yes remember that you, you picked up on that <laughs> i just admire people that can day drink uh, and still function i don't know how it's done yeah i have a day drink and tequila i pass out yeah done but here's where we learn that um olivier had sex with all his assistants uh-huh. and carmen assumes that claire is one of them but after claire says that they haven't you know, she brings up the question of, oh, maybe he's having a boy year. Yes. And that kind of, you see, like, I, I just love the acting, the way Claire's, like, her spidey sense of, like, yeah. huh. Whatever, you <laughs> how, did, how did Claire not pick up on this? How can you not pick up that there is something here? Well, it's kind of teased in the beginning that Russell, she thinks Russell's gay to begin with. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm not, whatever. And, you know, they have, they start their own thing. But... Olivier's Olivier's been kind of like, and he is, you know, a quote unquote, he's a manipulator. So I think it's easy to not pick up on. It's easier for him, for her to not pick up on that. He wants Russell to stay. Mm -hmm. I don't think she thought about it then, but she kind of walked in with the, when she comes back, she walked in with the intent to kind of catch them. Right. First of all, it's fucking weird as fuck the way Russell is just sitting there. Like he's in a waiting room. Yeah. Like, you know, like, well, something had just happened. Right. Of course. And even Olivia, the way Olivia comes out, he's like yeah. getting ready or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, oh shit. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, even the way Claire quits, you remember? She's like, yeah. I don't want to be your sister anymore. Cause it's taking time away from my own work. Yep. And the way she kind of looks, she looks like a little kid who just stole a cookie. You know, yeah. she's like, I quit and yeah, whatever. Uh, she quit because she thinks mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. you're just yesing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm agreed with you. Yes. 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 I do think that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when they were back at Claire's house, uh, <laughs> Claire, the way Claire asked Russell, did something happen? And Russell just starts going, you know, it's just like, um, when you know you say, "Hey, do you know where, where my wallet is?" It's like, I don't know where my wallet is. You're a wallet, like you know, just the way he he just starts like mm-hmm. you know clearly going back on him. Um, because he's so guilty. Because he's so right. He's, he's so, guilty. But how does not now? See, I can understand at first Claire not picking up on it. As this scene and their storyline ends, how does she not pick up on it? She does pick up on it. The look on her face gives it away. She knows. You think so? I, don't I just think don't think she, she wants to admit it. She's so you not think ready she's to like admit Lisa, it. Kind of. Man, maybe, maybe, or maybe, maybe. Yes, I think she's acting like Lisa too. I, I yeah, and I guess that's always something. Let me let me also say something here that we kind of glossed over in that this episode. Every, almost in every storyline except Rico and Vanessa, there's inappropriate relationships because you have Ruth and Arthur. Yeah. You have Olivia and Russell, the little girl and Nate. Yeah. And I guess the three-way relationship between Sarge, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of weirdness. If you think about it, like, well, we said this episode is cheesy and kind of sucks. It's a rather weird episode. If you just think of all the people that are, quote-unquote, together and what happens, you know. Um, 
It's no, you, that's very insightful. You're right. I mean, I don't, it's, uh, it's just everybody's in a uh different type of style relationship. Right. Yeah. It's just not what you expect. And they're like, you know, they're not, there's anything wrong with the whole polygamous thing, but it is a, it's a, a relationship, a a situation that we're not used to. It's not an everyday thing. Um, but it's just, it's themes that six feet under does great. You know, they the do to make the kind of the tones. If you realize all throughout. the only new in- character that got introduced was Daddy and the family, whatever. Yeah. But everything else is, you know, yeah. right, was was sitting right there. Uh, <laughs> to move to the Rico and Vanessa storyline, <laughs> well, I guess to close out their storyline, we had seen that uh, they uh, Rico gets a call while out while he's embalming. I, I, again, going back to the embalming, that was while they show a lot of the funeral stuff. If you remember when we passed the scene now, but that. There's only an injection tube. I, that's in there my was notes. no, there was no, there was no blood there's, coming. There's out. no drain. Where's yeah. your drain tube or now your there forceps? Is, there is a. <sighs> no, it's it's inserted. First of all, his head. He's. I don't even think his head is on a head block. A. I don't think so either. And B, I, his head is. Head it's so head. bad that the nose, like the eyes, are all the way. It, it, it's. I. Yeah. I would scream if I walked in yeah. and somebody was positioned like that. <laughs> um, but there, it's just injection. There's no. There's no drainage, and he's not swelling. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Where is that coming from? They leave those things out. Well, that's, that's why we, but again, th- we're going to pick up on it. Right, but I don't think it takes, and again, not someone who doesn't work on a set, but I don't think, and again, at this point in the show, they're clearly not going for, because I mean, here we are two funeral directors, and we had like four minutes total to talk, and we, we're we're here trying to talk about funeral stuff, and yeah, how much further can we talk about next to kin? <laughs> you yeah, know I, mean, I mean, we could. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying I mean, is, we're going to bore everybody listening to <laughs> it's us. Like, and and we, we, you know, we're going to try to bring out the funeral stuff, but... And it was dark wasn't it dark in the um in the prep room when he was prepping but too? i think that's part of the, the the narrative that it's where you're in the basement and it's how, embalming how are, well, right. how are you gonna see right how are you gonna see the nose hairs yes. how, are you, how are you gonna know to shave that chin what are we doing here folks if i walk in and i see the lights off like that i'm gonna scream right. <laughs> um so we see here that while he's embalming he gets a phone call from julio's school that he has a severe case of head lice <laughs> um i guess it takes her kids being physically affected for her to realize that depression is you know finally coming on kind of the scene that just passed uh i'm gonna have to stop referencing the episode because no one else is watching and i, I pause it i started up stop yeah. with it uh but when they go to rico uh, julio gives to goes to give rico a hug and rico kind of gives him the <laughs> you know right there fred and <laughs> you're okay go, go take funny. a bath um i thought it was really and, and again it, it's it's this is kind of why I was saying like a show six feet under takes something and just tweaks it just a little bit because it's it makes perfect sense that everyone has lice now because Vanessa has been clearly whatever, mm-hmm. but it's actually from the people because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're cleaning up after their funeral or whatever mm-hmm. and Ruth goes oh you know everything I I would live like that except that they all have head lice and yeah Rico just gets that oh shit you know? yeah well, that's kind of a fortunate um mistake right like yeah. oh shit yeah vanessa didn't cause it but fuck it let's blame it on her <laughs> yeah yeah right? i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, later when she's healed and everything yeah. i think i would say no you wouldn't you wouldn't tell her that she totally blamed her no i i i, I would later on be like you know <laughs> hey you know something funny <laughs> oh my god you would do that too <laughs> yeah. like three years later you know what's funny just occurred to me you're awful right thank you uh so again uh just our episode ends with uh, Arthur. He's mopping the prep room. And you know what? Now that you, now that you say that, it is a lot more well lit at the end of the episode when Ruth comes in. Enrico wasn't wearing goggles either. I mean, come on, folks. 
I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when Ruth comes in and, and, you know, she kind of just tells from that episode, that episode, that conversation she was having with Eve and, you know, just that Ruth chooses Arthur and that she cares about him or whatever. In an episode of weird shit happening, mm-hmm. the way they neck, <laughs> what are they, they're rubbing their, what's the penguin, penguin, I don't the know. Penguin kiss. Are they penguin, penguin kissing here? I don't yeah. know. Um, I was like, fuck, this is so weird. Just all of it. And it's like, how do you take the Ruth and Arthur relationship and make it weirder? Oh, this is how. We're just going <laughs> to rub cheeks <laughs> as a sign of affection. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. And that sort of closes out our episode. Did I gloss over anything? Because I feel like you had your notes. We didn't hear enough ruffling. Is there points you wanted to bring up? You could ruffle. Well, I don't think that we talked about Daddy's funeral. I thought that we was didn't pretty, actually. I left we that actually, out. I actually think that's a important. Let's part talk in about there. it. Uh, first of all, he was in the Shaker Pine. Oh, he was. I didn't even yes. pick up on that, and that I always try to pine. pick up on that. Okay. Um, a shaker pine is a cremation casket is a cremation container container um do you ever find yourself watching movies or tv shows and you know every single casket and you tell the person sitting next to them oh that's the of1 blue not not until i watched i started doing this and the only the first time i even brought up what an actual item is is the episode prior when they have the, the the funeral on the beach yeah. And it's the uh, cashmere gray urn. Yes. That's the only time I've ever brought it up. Yeah. I think I was so excited uh, when I was watching The Walking Dead. Um, and when she was, uh, when they pa- they put her in the um, the tapestry rose casket. Oh, really? No, it was a cameo stainless steel rose casket. But it's funny because um, I do that a lot. I, uh-huh. I, I, whenever I see a funeral scene, I'm just like, oh, let me tell you what that is. Oh, okay, got it. And I think the people around me are like, could you... Why do you do this? Yeah, I don't... Um, <laughs> this is probably why I don't get the second dates. <laughs> I do it too much. Your first dates are just telling me, you know. My first... And then when I start... Yeah, I just have a really bad <laughs> habit of that. And then like going into this and that. And that's why I don't get callbacks. So... Did you know in The Walking Dead Season 3 that they were saying? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then they don't come back. So I have a hard time with that. The... Um, no, I want... The, the funeral though. Yes, he was laid to rest on the Shaker Pine. Mm-hmm. Um there was nobody there but the family. Right. Other than the funeral directors, which I don't know about Oh, that's you. something. I do. I stay for funerals. No, no, no. Something is that everyone, and this, it does it, I'm so glad you brought that up. This show does it almost every episode. So there's three funeral directors, right? There's Rico, David, and Nate. Mm-hmm. And they're present at every service. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> that, yeah. No, that's my day that off. Be, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, my, day, my off. day off. Victor, I'm going to need you to cover me. I have headlights to take care yes. of. I'm going yeah. camping. Yeah. Whatever else. There's yeah. no way. And, and mind you, like, it would be David and Arthur or Nate and Arthur or Rico and Arthur, but never every, not all hands on deck, especially for a funeral. You know, and, and it doesn't matter if it's a rather big service or even that we saw last season where it was a small service. And it was like, no, no, you're gonna come to you're gonna come to the service because they don't have enough people. Like, no, it, it they always the entire cast is here for yeah. the funeral. Oh, no. there's the shaker pine. Yeah. yeah, no, they just um, it just it's just the wives and the children yeah. saying goodbye to him. And, um, you know, when it's small funerals like that, I don't know about you, but I, I go in and I, I sit down and I'm a part of the funeral service. I, I feel too uncomfortable to do that. It, I sit in the back. It's not like I'm sitting in the front row. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all here and that is different. But 
what their message is, the way that the way that they they view a funeral and death right. is a beautiful thing. I yeah. mean, they they value the the funeral. Um, you know, they're there acknowledging him. They are they're grieving. They're talking about grief. They're talking about his transition. I just thought I thought that was great. I like that scene. Yeah. And when they're trying to to talk to the kids about where what happened to daddy. Well, and again, and uh, I'm not not trying to cut you off from your notes here, but it's it's the thing I was saying is like you could call these people rather unusual, weird, whatever it is. The way they look at death is great. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's the way I wish more people looked at it, where it's a celebration and it's, it's whatever. Well, I don't um, know if it's always a celebration, but it's definitely something. A celebration of a life, regardless of how it ends. Definitely. It could be tragic. It still should be a celebration. Um, but it, but the but point is, is acknowledging right. the person's life, you right. know, acknowledging death. Silence. <laughs> I just think that I don't, I mean, and, and I don't have a degree in psychology or anything like that. And it's everybody's choice. And I'm not, again, not here to judge. I just find that in society today with all the, um, the directness and not having services or even memorial services or even doing something on their own, just that kind of that society where let's just, you know, just get rid of it. I feel like it's really going to have an impact on, um, uh, psyches like, in the next 20, 30 years where people didn't go through that process of grieving. They just shortcut it. They moved on. They're too busy. I mean, how many times in arrangements do you hear people saying, I can't take two days or three days off for a yeah, funeral? No, we do it all Are the you time. kidding me? This your 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 mother passed away and, and they want to be there, but work demands that they it's just it's changing. But I wonder if some of that gets supplanted with the idea of at any given time if I want I mean, okay, let's take like taking me for example, uh I have my, my, all of my mother's videos when I was younger, I have uploaded to a private YouTube page. Mm -hmm. So at any given time in the day, if I wanted, I could just, at any given time, if anyone died, I have on my phone, I have their Instagram, their Facebook, just to relit whatever and just look yeah. at whatever. Yeah. Like you also didn't have that. Right. When you were. No, you're you right. The, the, you're right. The traditional two days, whatever. Sure. I, you're right. This is this, the culture of get it done as quick as possible. Sometimes as cheap as possible. What is that going to do to people's psyches? Honestly, like you're right, like it might, there might be some problems, but also we might be too busy to even have that problem. <laughs> like, you know, I, the same, I agree the same with way you. we're too busy to acknowledge that yeah. a death happened and I can't yeah. take off work. You might not ever be able to take off work to deal with it. It was your mind later. You I know? just really think, I just think 20, 30, 40 years from now when people, you, it's going to be our generation that you're going to see right. uh, now to like, you know, lay their parents to rest and so forth. And, and for the ones that just, you know, have the the thinking of just get it done and get it over with when we go and see them 30 years from now, I just think it's, I think it's going to be off. I feel like death is a part of life. We all know that you're going to, you're going to, uh, you're born and you die. And, um, there's a whole process of losing somebody and I really feel like society is cutting it out and I think it's going to be a problem. I but really I, think not dealing with grief and going through the stages is really going to be a problem. To, to your point and, and, and kind of the same on that same table, right, is like dating. <laughs> We've cut out the courting. Yeah. Where it's like, I think you're hot. You think I'm hot. We swipe. We swiped. Yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's Sin like, nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Send nudes, please. Send nudes. Uh, we've taken out the whole, I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if she likes me. Uh -huh. I don't, let me pick her up. Let me open the car. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's whatever. Um, like, how do those, mar how, how are those marriages in? It'd be interesting to see that too. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. just on the same side of, I think it all we're all changing. But I also wonder if, if people had podcasts in 1980 
and if they were talking about this same sort of thing mm -hmm. where you know how are these people going to be in 30 20 30 years i'd love to see them you know and like now people like in the 80s they're like they go to bars to meet people instead of going to church <laughs> yeah. in the library or, or college so yeah. how are they going to be 40 years from now and, the, and, and, sh and she's allowed to work like <laughs> and, she's a, and and the wife works oh my yeah, but i'm saying like you know there's there i just think i just it's interesting to see what we're going to of course, see of course. in our industry for change they, there's a box of Cheez-Its in the prep room. <laughs> the scene just pulled up at the end where Arthur's mopping in. This this makes yeah. me cringe. This yeah. is just makes me cringe. Have you ever worked on those kind of tables? No, those never. Those porcelain tables? Yeah, I've never worked on that. Fucking a bitch. And are they? There's no... You can't lower the feet or the head. You what do you do? You lower the entire table or you lower the table. It's like a lever. Oh, like so how we awful. have it with the foot we had you have it just with your your uh the, the we yeah the same foot you could do it with your hand but you, you if you see they're slanted yeah only one side slant so like that one they have backwards but i love that they have the right the random dodge chemicals yeah you know what's crazy about the show too there's the massage those cream. dodge labels already outdated <laughs> like you know they are i know it's yeah because we have updates on the bottom if you now. guys if you guys want to google uh you could the only way you could get to the website I know is if you go to like if you Google Dodge embalming. There's a company called Dodge, the leader in in embalming chemicals. Funeral. I think so. I think it's number one. It's Pierce is second. And they have sort of they used to have these labels for the bottles, and they'd, they'd be a little artistic, just the way they had. They're kind of the you know very small, like almost two inches by two inches art that they could play with, and mm -hmm. it would just be a logo, but. Now the bottles have the MSDS on it. Yeah, it has the warning labels and everything. And on all there. now it just now it really looks like quote unquote yeah. embalming fluid because they're just big block letters and their most artistic way they can play with embalming fluid now is just the color of it. And I I already I mean we're we're what almost maybe a year and a half since mm -hmm. they did the change and I already mm -hmm. missed the old bottles. Well, the old bottles were square and it was easy to use. Was, you know, to a keep, lot of things to keep yeah. your um, elbows up. These round bottles they suck. I don't understand why couldn't oh, I guess because to, to fit the print on there right? Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, and Anything else on the episode before I really we... do like the prep room. I will say that. I think Their that the Fisher uh, funeral I mean, home shit, is a beautiful a prep, room. prep room. I would get rid of those Look tables. Obviously, I would get rid of the, uh, the, 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 the snap <laughs> table. I like their prep. Look how spacious that is. No, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I could like it's it's almost like it's a set. I could do like <laughs> all kinds of I don't know what to do. And what with that space, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have so much space. Let's put in a lunch table. <laughs> No, I, I, it, it, it. This was not a very good episode. So I mean, it I, wasn't. What, it's I'll not my what, favorite. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't a good episode in the particular sense. But it's funny how you just kind of realize all the little things. And, yeah. You know, each storyline moved a little, but the the paintball. I, over the next season, from probably this episode three oh eight to four oh eight. Oh God! I think the channel was Universal. I think Universal had a TV channel, and they would just air these six feet under reruns. Uh -huh. That's the only time you it know what was, I'm talking about. Yes, that's what I used to watch in mortuary school. And in my head, I would like when I was working trade, and I'd be home on a fucking Monday at twelve o'clock. I would, I would knock out these episodes, and there was always I was I would always watch these uh, these episodes like season three and four, and just be like. Man, I mean, the show is great and all, but this paintball sucks. Like, yeah. Ruth and Arthur, this is weird. Like, Vanessa's yeah. depressed. Fucking do something about it. Yeah. My yeah. mind was too young to be like, oh, they're storytelling mm -hmm. there or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything else on this episode before we close it out? No. Okay. Wait, let me check my notes. Okay. Ruffle. Sorry. No, I think we hit, uh, I think we hit everything. Okay. Yep. Yep. Natalie, you're on Instagram if you want to give out your Instagram name again so all the fans could follow you. Nat loves Duncan, D U N K I N. 
and i am on twitter i'm at digging six feet under uh natalie is here because of <laughs> fan request and the the one episode the two episodes i get emailed always is oh the leader of why i get emails is people praising natalie so so i'm just gonna say thank you uh victor for saying that but you've just uh made me even more nervous and i hope people still like me because i hope this isn't like the one you this is the worst episode what ever. you guys don't know is i walked in on her today practicing her award speech and i told her we aren't giving out an award today we're just covering episode eight i wasn't practicing an award speech i was telling you my demands when i do podcast with you yeah let, i was let, giving let you me, my let contract me, let, let me say this too when i told her that we'd be recording tonight she goes great have a bowl of only green m&ms ready i do love a green m&m that is one of the requirements are you making me dinner tonight i am on twitter at taking podcast <laughs> i'm on facebook at digging six feet under you could email us uh this is what i want to try and start doing too and maybe you could help me with this i want people to start emailing questions because i feel like if People always have some rather specific questions. Man, I love to talk about the funeral industry. Please, I yes. will talk your ear off to the point where you won't call me for a second date. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm single. <laughs> right. Um, uh, again, again, just to just so everyone knows, we're platonic, so all the single men follow Natalie, all That's the single right. women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How about everybody me? follow me? Right, of course. That's fun. <laughs> uh, one day on a future episode, I'm going to tell the story of how I was on a date and Natalie, talk to my date. We'll get there one day. Okay. <laughs> She's my friend on Instagram now. Uh, <laughs> you just Tarantino the story. You gave away the ending. Oh, um, whoops. Uh, yes, please email the show if you have questions. I would like to start kind of getting a little bit away from some of the show or, or just to take part of the show away and answer some questions. If you have any as weird as questions as they are, nothing, nothing obscene. Uh, you know, no one has ever stood up during embalming or walked around the oh, funeral God. home or any of that. Nothing's had happened. Realistic questions, or if you, if there's a question, you had a funeral and you were wondering why something happened. Chances are, if it happened to you, it happened to someone else, and your question probably a bunch of other people have it. So, if you have it, uh, definitely, if you want to start sending them in, so we could answer them. And thank you, Natalie. Buenas noches, gracias, Victor, mi amigo. <laughs> And God. it's so good, I know. <laughs> and uh, join me next week as we will be discussing episode nine of season three of Six Feet Under, titled "The Opening," and with Fandom Cram, the Fandom Cram podcast, Dina. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. The Digging Six Feet Under podcast is in no way affiliated with HBO or Six Feet Under. And the views expressed here are solely that of the hosts. No infringement is intended. Yeah.